It's Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. Been talking to a couple of personnel professionals about what this draft is and what it's not. And I'll tell you that the Jags need to address running back and safety too. I'll do all of that here today on a Thursday edition of Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, good people? Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars, your daily podcast here because it's your team every day, bringing you the heat, man, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where we're free on all platforms. And we thank you all for making us your first listen and checking us out on all platforms including YouTube. Get right to it, man. I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about today. A couple of forgotten positions. And what I mean by that is positions that we all kind of assume are okay that the Jaguars have not addressed yet. And the fact that they have made so many free agency signings over the last two years, but even at those positions, somehow it just doesn't seem that they've got the guy. It seems like they've got the guy who can hold everything down until they get the guy well how many years are going to they are they going to do that how many years are just they going to get a placeholder that they give a one or two or three year contract so we'll discuss that in depth and talk about those lost positions when we sprinkle all of that together first i want to just tell you i reached out to a couple of uh professional people uh maybe one or two you know the name of and one or two you don't but the two you don't are probably the guys that give me the best info and give me the best uh, idea of how this goes. So I'll give you an example. I talked to a, a, a guy who's still involved in football and I asked him a, a very good question and he's been in football for 25 years. And I said, um, what do you think is going to happen? He said, well, I'm hearing about this Trevon Walker kid. And of course, everyone puts Hutch on him for a long time. I said, did you see Evan Neal's workout? He said, no, I was at another workout, but he's the best player in the draft. I don't need to see his workout. But I'm looking at some clips now that you said it, and that doesn't surprise me. He is the best player in the draft, and there's no reason you don't take him at one and not worry about him and Trevor for the next decade. Makes sense, right? So I asked him, how does he compare to the tackles from last year's draft, which is Pinay Sewell, and the tackles from next year's draft? And he said, it's interesting you say that because we pay attention to that kind of stuff when we're thinking about team building. And one of the things I'll tell you is this. Ain't nobody from last year or next year wiping them out. You might get people to disagree of who they think is the best because they do that now with Iguanu and Charles Cross and they like him, but they're saying uh, he's moved around a little bit. But there is no one, not even Panay Sewell, that is head and shoulders above Evan Neal. In fact, because of Neal's size and his athleticism and his uh, dedication to conditioning, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen his workout regimen, but it is wild, okay? Dude jumping up, doing splits on boxes that's four and five feet high is unreal. So – Evan Neal, to me, is a no-brainer. 
and, and, I, and I'm going to keep saying that over and over and over again. Doesn't mean I don't like the other players. And this was made very, very clear to me. The other guys are fine. There isn't much separation in the mind of this individual between all of those guys, all of those four or five guys that are listed as guys who could probably go uh, number one, two, or three. That's Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Jermaine Johnson, the Carol Lathis kid, and I disagree with him about that. But he admitted, he admitted even with the kid from Purdue that he doesn't have all of those special effects the other guys have. What he has is he, he's not going to be a bust. And so that's what he said. He says there's no bust factor with any of those guys. It's just that you're wondering that you pick one, you have to get the best guy, and you're wondering, are you going to come away with the best player? So I turned that around, and about two hours later, I called. And these two guys know each other, by the way. But I called my peer, and I explained to him the whole Evan Neal and get him and you don't have to draft Trevor. And he said something that made total sense to me because it's the way I felt for a long time. And anybody that knows me knows I said I'd never pick an offensive lineman first overall or in the top five. Here's what was what he said. He said, that's a good point, and I certainly understand it. But if that guy came up and asked me, pick one. Don't be politically correct. Don't rationalize. What does your gut say? Who does your gut says? What does your gut say tells you that he's going to be a monster in the league? He's going to be the best player. Without question, my boy said, it's Thibodeau. That's what he said. And he did this for seven, eight years before he went back to uh, coaching in Power Five. He says, Thibodeau. He says, if you force me to make a decision, I'll go Tib, and I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. And he also said that there's really no bust factor there. The thing with me is, I get back to when I just said about Evan Neal, about last year and about next year. You can't say that about the edge rushers. Because if Will Anderson was eligible, he'd go number one with a bullet right now, and no one would think twice. Will Anderson is better than any edge rusher in this draft. And he's just, he's a sophomore. He couldn't come out. He's at Alabama. But he is everything you want and desire. He is all of those good things they talk about Hutchinson and James, uh, J- uh, Jermaine Johnson and Trevon Walker. He is all of that. All of it. Thibodeau, all of that in one person. There's no Jamar Chase in this draft. There's no Jamar Chase in next year's draft, although the kid from Ohio State is pretty good, but he ain't Jamar Chase. What you will have next year, though, is Will Will Anderson might not even go number one because the projected number one pick is C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, and the number two pick is Bryce Young, the other quarterback from Alabama. So Will Smith will be the best – I mean, Will Smith. Oh, Lord, let me slap myself. Will Anderson will be the best player – probably in the draft non-quarterback, but he won't go number one either probably next year. But that's the difference between these drafts. So instead of focusing on number one or number two and this year or next year, I like to take three years and put them together. Last year, this year, next year. Do you want to draft a guy who might be the 10th best player out of those three years? Or do you want to draft a guy who, without peer at his position, Evan Neal is probably the best offensive tackle in that three-year span. 
let's talk about it, man, because we go, we need to address something else. The Jaguars team building. The Jaguars have signed a lot of guys this year and last year, but not one of those guys that they signed at their respective positions is considered the guy that's going to make a difference. They're more or less placeholders or guys who are running the second or third leg of the uh, of a four by 100 relay. You ain't the guy at the beginning and you ain't the anchor. But you're, you're a good helpmate. At what point do they start drafting or signing guys, especially in free agency, that are not just there to assist the other guy? Who's there to lead the other people? Those are some of the things that we have to discuss, and we'll do it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars on a Thursday. After I tell you guys about betonline.net. That's right, betonline.net. I'll say it again, betonline.net. And it's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. Now, there's a big, big, big Final Four this weekend in hoops. Big rivalries, blue-blooded names, and all of that stuff. You're going to watch it and enjoy it while you're cooking something on your grill or having a cold one, but it'll feel even better to watch it if you got a little skin in the game and you go to betonline.net and see what you can do and how much you can win. It's not just basketball. It's also there for your Vegas uh, casino games, your favorite games, live betting, and all of those things. Me personally, I like the roulette table. I kind of got to be there for that, though, because I got to watch that joker. But you need to head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. And the reason why you're going to learn about the trends and the action is because betonline.net is where the game starts. I know where you start every day. You start right here with me on Locked on Jaguars, and I am absolutely grateful for you to be here with me, making us your first listen every single day as the draft gets closer. Free agency, the first phase of free agency is sort of dying down a little bit, even though the Jaguars did sign Arden Key yesterday. And and I'm glad I mentioned it because there you go. Another one-year signing for $7 million. Uh, Some folks call it a kick the tire signing. I I think $7 million is a lot of money to be kicking some tires, but I think they're hoping that his best football is ahead of him. And if he's having a good year, they could probably extend him and keep him around for a while because I know this isn't a thing where this team wants to keep doing this every two or three years. And I know they believe in building the draft, according to Trent Baalke. You want to build most of your team through the draft, but you want to supplement that in free agency. When you haven't drafted particularly well, sometimes you have to do more in free agency than you actually planned on doing. If you look at last year, of course you have Trevor Lawrence. You have Travis Etienne, who I'll discuss in a second. It's very important that you remember that. You have Walker Little, and folks are still talking about you need linemen, even though you're tagging uh, franchise tagging Cam Robinson. You definitely have a piece in Tyson Campbell. And then you have Andre Sisco. I'll talk to you about that in a minute, too, because I want to talk about this running backs and these safeties. But how many of those guys outside of Trevor Lawrence is actually a is going to be a staple for you moving forward? I think uh, I definitely think Tyson Campbell's that. I'm not sure about Walker Little. I'm not sure about uh, Travis Etienne. And I'm not sure about Andre Sisco. Last year in free agency, they didn't really sign anybody that's going to be – I like Shaquille Griffin. I just don't think he's the number one. I think he's just – 
a place a player who's solid who's going to hold it down until they figure out who number one is and number one could very well be tyson campbell this year rashawn jenkins he's going to be a part of this discussion too because i think they still have a hole at safety even though they signed jenkins last year and they drafted cisco this year i think because the, the team had so many holes and the teams had so many gaps that they had to fill and you couldn't fill everything that those two positions were not a priority it's almost like we'll get to it you know it's a little bit down the line but we have some other things that are extremely important that we need to fix wide receiver has been a problem for a couple of years now but they continue to add players and most people don't believe that the wide receiver position as it sits right now is actually fixed they think it's improved we're talking about how you get something to the point where you can actually walk into an arena and go that's what we're leaning on that's what we're leading with and that's what's going to win us some football games right they're not done there yet and i know you can't fix everything at one time see there's a big difference between thinking you can fix everything at one time which i think is ridiculous you can't fix everything at one time but if you give me two straight off seasons i'm at least going to turn around and say okay what have we fixed have we just become good enough to be mediocre what part of this team can you actually point point in quarterback is obviously the best answer because of trevor lawrence but what what other part of this team can you point to me and say we're good and we're solid right there at that at that position group because that's what it takes and my buddy yesterday that talked about that he take thibodeau he told me this he said Offensive linemen don't score touchdowns and make plays that change the game. They have to work together as a unit. And they're very, very important. But you're not going to see instant gratification. Nobody's going to sit there and watch Evan Neal all day unless, you know, he, he guard Miles Garrett and he shuts him down all day. But people want to see guys running down the field and getting sacks and getting interceptions and blowing people up with big hits. Watching the O-line is boring, so it's not exciting, but it's very, very necessary. And he also said it doesn't do you any good to have Evan Neal correct and the rest of it's bad because you're still going to look bad. And I agree, but my counterpoint to that was you can't improve it until you improve it one block at a time. He said that's true. So we get to what I consider the forgotten positions because this team has been trying to fix everything else and outside of quarterback, you can argue that they haven't fixed one position yet. Even tight end has been a, a big problem for this team. They talked about that being a priority and, and making sure that position was fortified. And they signed Evan Ingram, who I think can play, but he has to be healthy. But they only gave him a one-year deal. So just like Arden Key, you still got a guy in the contract for one year. When are the Jaguars ever going to get to the point where they say, look, boom, this is our team. We got him on the contract, him on the contract, and all of them are on the contract for the next four or five years. The only way you can do that these days is with the draft because it seems like all of the free agents are wanting short deals so they can get to the new CBA money when it happens. You got to draft those guys, which is why this is all so important that they get this right. And two positions that I actually hope that they address in the draft and two positions that I, I really hope that they realize that they're not that fortified in are safety and running back. Even though I know 
there are other priorities. Everybody wants another receiver. They want another edge rusher. They want a bump and thump Mike linebacker. Um, they want probably another tight end and maybe even another receiver. You can't understand, you can't underestimate the fact that um, Rashawn Jenkins is coming off of an injury. That Andre Cisco, even after Urban left, they still weren't playing him. So it wasn't all Urban's fault. That was the guy y'all love so much, Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen didn't put him on the field very much either. So we have to wonder and understand and ask ourselves what that was about. When he was on the field, he looked explosive and he looked like he brought the wood and all of this stuff, but we still haven't had a definitive answer from anyone as to why he wasn't playing. Rashawn Jenkins is coming off of an injury. He got hurt sort of towards the end of the year. And then even that, even before that, Nobody really thought he was lights out earning his money. He was getting penalties and uh, he's sort of a box guy. I think they need some help there. And the only way that help's going to come, I believe, if they reach for it on early on day two, if they somehow look up and a couple of highly ranked safeties are sitting there and there's some quarterbacks there and there's some other stuff that they ain't going to touch, that's Daxton Hill and Juwan Brisker. Both of those guys are worthy to be picked right there so if positional value becomes a problem if positional value becomes a problem the jaguars may be in a situation where they're overlooking a really really good player at a position that they could actually fortify but feel like no we just we're satisfied with where we are and the worst thing you can do is be satisfied i'm going to talk about the running backs in just a second here on lockdown jaguars and tell you why i'm not convinced with both travis Etienne and James Robinson being the only two backs whose names you know on the team. I'll tell you in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. After I remind you about the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker, you got an analyst, you got a former football player, and an analytics guy and a former football player. So it is off the chain, man. Make sure you find that on YouTube or find it wherever you get your podcast and make sure you tune in to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Now, I'm on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm on there Wednesday with James Rapine, but it's Monday through Friday, and it's the same thing. Guys from around the country giving you a different perspective of all of the things NFL, and you can make sure you like and subscribe that page too and wherever you get your podcast. All of this content, y'all, is free on all platforms, okay? It's also free for me to think that maybe the running back position isn't as solid and as sold as everyone thinks it is. I mean, before his injury, we never really got a chance to see Travis Etienne really get going. He was at that stage in training camp, in my opinion. He was still at that stage where he was just trying to run straight ahead, run straight ahead. I remember Fred did that when he came to the league. It's like he was running up the back of the the offensive lineman, you know, it's like, I ain't going to lose no yards. I might not gain none, but until I get used to it, I'm not going to lose any yards. So I never really saw the difference. But I'm going to be honest with you. The first time I saw Leonard Fournette when he came here, I was like, whoa, because that was like a Mack truck moving like a Ferrari, right? I didn't see that last year with uh, ETN because, well, they had James Robinson. They had some other little backs trying to make the team. And it just didn't seem to me like he was that much different than anybody else. So I had to constantly go back and watch his film at Clemson and remind myself that 
that guy was pretty good in college, right? But then he got hurt. So you, you, you don't know if you didn't know how good he was going to be or whether that was going to translate. Now he's got hurt. Now you really have questions, right? You really don't know. And then with James Robinson, didn't look as good last year, even before his injury, than he did the year before. Not at all. In my opinion, he looked a little heavy. He looked he looked bigger. I thought James was about 212, 215. James looked like he was 218 to 220-something last year, and he didn't have that extra burst and that extra cut. And then he tears his Achilles at the end of the season. So now you got a situation where guys who had already given you enough reason, the fact that ETN was chosen um, – while they had Robinson, who was one of the best rookies in the league, tells you that it's probably a combination is that they were a little incompetent and that Robinson lacked something that they needed on the team, which was home runnability. So now all of that comes into question because those guys are coming off of injury. And you don't know when they're going to be back and when they're going to be healthy. And you don't know that even if they are back and even if they are healthy, that they're going to be what we all once thought they were going to be. You don't know. No one knows. And the thing about it is, do you want to chance it when you have 12 draft picks and you don't have to go super heavy or you don't have to go super early to get an impact player? And even with those two, you need a power guy. You need somebody who can get those tough yards at the end of the games, man. A guy you give the ball to on third and one, and you got a feeling he's going to get it. Right. So if they go running back, it's probably won't go. It probably won't be a guy like James Cook. It could be a guy like Damian Pierce. It could be a guy like Brian Robinson. If they want to go a little early, it could be a guy like CJ. Uh, uh, not CJ Spiller. CJ Spiller. Shout out to CJ Spiller from Union County, by the way, homeboy from here. But yeah, it could be the Spiller kid from from Texas A&M. You know, so. It sort of reminds you of Matt Forte, you know, a three-down player who can catch the ball, who can run it, who's over 220 pounds. They have to do something. I just feel like running back and safety are these two positions that no one really wants to say anything and address that this team probably has to get some other people in the, and not just people, not not just to fill squares, not just people who can be depth or create competition. Guys that can really, really play, and they might just take the position and make it their own. That's what you have to hope for. And if you paid attention to the way Doug Peterson plays offense and defense, by the way, when they would have three safeties on the field sometimes in Philly, making plays in a big nickel situation, Watch, watch over the years how many running backs he used. And they ran between the tackles and they caught passes. All of that stuff, man. You have to have versatility. You have to have competition. You got to have a whole bunch of people who actually want to be starters and win positions. I hope they address those two positions. I don't want them to reach for it. But if, if at the top of that third round, if they really want to get value, 
there's going to be a good running back I think you can take. Brees Hall can play. There's going to be a good running back at the top of that third round. I think positional value-wise, and I think from the value board, I think at the top of that second round, even though some people are going to kill me for saying it because they have other needs, I really do think that if you got a safety and a guard, whatever safety is going to be at that spot is going to be a better football player than that guard. And what do we all say? Get the best football players, right? And whatever you don't address, you can address it next year. And if the best football players next year are at positions that you've already addressed, that's when you move down. And moving down next year will get you a bounty because there are two franchise quarterbacks and a franchise edge rusher who all would go ahead of anybody in this year's draft this year. So if you want to have some currency next year you ain't taking a quarterback you ain't taking an edge rusher although will anderson's there i probably will take him i don't care who i took this year i might just have to move on from somebody who's already here that will be the leverage that you might have but you got to look at this over a two or three year period getting an edge rusher might help you more today But football just ain't played about the here and now. It's not it's not about right nowism. It's about doing what's best. And when you become competitive, who do you walk out of that tunnel with? Guys that fill squares or guys who are war daddies who can actually go out and beat those guys on the other side. Just something for you to ponder, man, as you sit and wait for the draft to start and free agency to continue and ultimately for our training camp to get going and the season to get going next year so you can get a lot of your questions answered. You're going to get them answered tomorrow, too, if you come back and see me here on Locked On Jaguars like you do all the time because it's your team every day, and I know you will. Until then, you guys take care of each other, and we'll see you tomorrow.